Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 857, Shoot for the Moon, recorded live on April 13th, 2023. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Podtackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am your host, Duststorm. I am alone today. Unfortunately, GT is not here with us, but have a very special guest here today. Magic Moonshot, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me on the show. Excited to be here. Excited to have you on. It has been uh, quite a whirlwind of, I think, just a short amount of time from finding you on Twitch uh, probably within a month of going to Worlds and then meeting you in person, seeing you on, on the ladies panel, which was cool. Um, I wish you were kind of a little bit bigger at the time to actually encounter this. Or I don't know if you went to Outpost Discovery at all, but... I didn't, which like I regret. I missed it because uh, I think it was in Orlando, actually, and I didn't, I didn't go, even though I live like an hour away. So that's sad. I hope they bring it back someday, but it was definitely... The experience of a lifetime and i think you would have really enjoyed it and would have been cool to have like I, th- I think some of the panels at worlds was kind of spun off of the outpost discovery idea so it would have oh. been cool to have to see like what you could have done back then but you're making strides within the streaming space within the competitive space um helping promote the ladies halo stuff which has been pretty prevalent now over the past year or so with uh, Lady Echidna, Colonel Redbird, you, and several other um, ladies that have kind of taken the helm and really brought the lady scene in Halo up. Um, and that's been really cool to see. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, but first things first, we have two questions that we ask every single guest on the podcast. So okay. being a first Pottacular podcast guest, what got you started with Halo? What enticed you to actually dive into this crazy community of ours. <laughs> well, I'm actually probably one of the newer or maybe newest members that you might have on your podcast as far as like Halo is concerned. Um, I obviously played Halo like through the years of Reach. Actually, most playtime is in Reach, believe it or not. Uh, and then a little bit of Halo 4. But uh, the reason it's- I'm in the Halo community now, there was kind of like a gap of time where I was very dedicated to Destiny but there was no esports scene, and I had hosted some community tournaments in Destiny, Fortnite, Apex, even. Um, but I wasn't like there was nothing that was really scratching that itch as far as uh, casting was concerned. So I had kind of dabbled in casting. But when the Halo Infinite beta came out, I was diving into the beta, and that's when I mentioned, "Man, I'd really like to get into casting with Halo." And uh, that's kind of what brought me over. So I'm a fairly new addition to the Halo community, as it were, uh, only joining up when Halo was launched. Very nice. Well, that's Halo Infinite. Rather. That's cool to have some <laughs> some fresh perspective and some fresh blood in the Halo community. And I'm sure you've kind of seen a little bit of both sides of, of the fence a little bit. But I think it's pretty rare to see someone kind of come up with almost how you started with Halo how you got involved with it, how you got interested in it. And to be a little bit fresher and newer, I think it's pr- probably pretty nice to actually have someone else 
come in and is like, yeah, Halo's still a thing. We're still kind of vindicated <laughs> for loving this franchise and still being here after all these years. But that helps a yeah, little bit. It, it was it was it was fun to get involved like in something new and try to like uh, translate over some of like my skills or experience in other titles into a not new but new to me title. So uh, especially at first, it felt like there was like a lot of catching up to do. A lot of like there was a learning curve that you know had I been invested in like Halo Five specifically, I probably would have had to uh, go through that learning curve. But you know what, I kind of embraced uh, the journey and. Uh, yeah. Luckily, the community received me really well because that was something that I wasn't, you know, you never know until you try something how right. it's going to be uh, received from the other side. Well, I'm glad you were well received. It's an honor to have you on, especially with the strides that you've been making on Twitch and everything that you've done with Ladies in Halo and a lot of the competitive stuff that you're starting to do as well. So it's a pleasure to have you on. And I think we'll elaborate a little bit on this more since this is kind of the reason why you're here. But the second question is... What do you do in the Halo space? Why should people care about you? So we'll probably dive a little bit more into that. But for sure. folks who don't know who you are at all, who have never heard of you, what is it that you do with regards to Halo? I, honestly, okay, Dustor, this this question would be a lot shorter if you asked what you don't do, because I do a little <laughs> bit of everything within Halo. I mean, this is my first Halo podcast, so I can check that off the, uh, the bucket list. But uh, I think primarily if people were going to know the name Magic or Magic Moonshot, it would be from casting. Uh, I am part of the LVT Halo uh, team, so that's probably where um, we get the most like eyes, the most attention. Um, I also organize uh, a tournament series called the Lady Spartan series, and I'm also um, a part-time streamer. I'm not I'm not full-time yet, but uh, pretty dedicated to content across multiple platforms, including like Instagram, TikTok, and uh, Twitter. Even so, that's probably the order I would have to say is. Casting, I'm trying to think, casting, content, a tournament organizer, and then also uh, I'm the community manager of Status Quo. So there you go, a little bit of everything. You, you've got quite a handful, especially when it comes to Halo stuff. If you're especially engaging in socials, you're putting on all these events and managing all these other little aspects. Like you said, LVT and Status Quo, you've got, you've got your hands full with a lot. Yeah, but I think like I, I joke with people... I say that I live on Twitter and Discord, but if you ask my family, they might think I quite literally live on on Twitter and Discord <laughs> constantly, like, interacting and, uh, you know, always trying to, like, add to other people's content, always trying to, like, stay in the know of, of what's happening around the scene and also, like, um, just adding encouragement because, yeah, there's there's ups and downs, I think, across the, the community, but uh, the big redeeming factor is we can be like in this together so trying to provide a little yeah. bit of that like togetherness that's awesome we try to strive for that as much as we can here amidst some of the community's darker sides but it's really cool to see people out there like yourself um really going out and trying to make good on i think what really highlights some of the cool things about the halo community so it's cool to see that and happy to have you on for sure uh, before we get into the main interview stuff, I do have a little bit of news to bring up on the podcast. So just sit tight and, and feel free to comment on any of the new stuff that we've got going on. But Fracture Week 2 is now out. So for everyone that's uh, going for their Fracture Firewall Battle Pass, this is the first week that you actually get a chance to complete that through and through and get that ultimate reward at the end of the tunnel there. With the Fracture Firewall, we have another... Uh, piece to the puzzle for our 
uh, Precipice Story Shard, where we look at Governor Sloan and his musings in the absence of Cortana. So for everyone who's kind of the lore nut and is following along with all the votes that are going on with influencing the type of armor that uh, this entity that you're supposed to be kind of receiving on the receiving end of Governor Sloan and his plans for the created in the absence of Cortana. Uh, not sure how much of a lore nerd you are in, in the Halo side of things, Moonshot, but... Not so much. We, we've got quite a few folks in there. Pins is definitely one of our more lore-heavy uh, viewers. But that is going on right now, so the second vote for the second part of the shard is up and available. And of course, the second shard story is out on Halo Waypoint now for everyone to go and take a look at. It's actually a pretty cool tie-in to the sub-25 seconds, so there's that achievement that you can get if you do the training in under 25 seconds, and there's actually a tie-in to this Fracture story if you uh, are interested in looking at the second week's worth of stuff. So, cool little ties into different parts of what we can see in multiplayer, what we can see with the story bits, the story beats that are coming out from 343 in that. So, lots of cool little details uh, if you care to go and check that out. And we've also got an update to the community collection. So we have four new maps joining the previous four maps. And this is the first time that some of them are actually coming into some of the additional playlists. So some of these community maps are no longer restricted to the community collection. But we have four new ones. Uh, We've played a couple of these in community game nights. And a few of these are new. But the first one is Solution. This one's made by iCrushAll. And Night Avenger 01, we are a huge fan of iCrush's Forge creations, so it's cool to see one of his come into matchmaking. Uh, another favorite Forger of ours, Squally the Beans, has Vagabond, uh, which is kind of an ODST, New Mombasa, nighttime style map. Uh, another one that's very akin in visual appeal is Curfew. I actually played that one today when I was booting up for the second week of Fracture today. Uh, this one is by... Sakemi Kaniko and Who's Blaze. Uh, really well done map. I really enjoyed playing on this one today. And then we've got Nemesis, which is a blend of Halo CE and Halo 4 style visuals in a nighttime setting. Uh, all these are available in the community collection playlist, which is the featured playlist for this week. So if you have a chance to jump on into Halo and try some of these out, check out all of the fracture details over on Halo Waypoint. And then for everyone else that's interested in what's going on with MCC, Shoddy Snipers has come back into rotation for MCC. So that's the news bit. Nice, short, and sweet for today. Uh, back to our main audience here. So given that you started your Halo career, more or less. <laughs> sure. <laughs> kind of with Halo Infinite, and you said you kind of really got started getting involved with Halo Reach, and that's where you started getting your interest. Did you go back and play the Master Chief Collection to get the story at all? Are you more just multiplayer and story is not a big thing for you? Or were you interested in how Halo used to play with how it plays now? <laughs> how, how does Halo feel? Because this is something curious for a lot of us. I mean, I've been around since 2006 and GT's yeah. been around since the beginning of when, <laughs> before Xbox was even a thing. So... Obviously, our opinions are jaded on how we feel things have <laughs> progressed or regressed, depending on how you look at things. But how with how Halo feels, and I, I know I'm, answer, I'm asking a whole bunch of questions right now, so <laughs> answer whichever one you want. But how does Halo feel 
to you now if you have had a chance to go back and play those older titles? Uh, so that so that's the thing. I think like with my story with Halo, like I'm coming in with a little bit of a fresh perspective. I think that I had like experience with Halo Reach, but that was like you know back back uh, several years. So more of my like recent gaming experience has been like with Destiny specifically, uh, a little bit of Apex Legends. So like when I look at Halo Infinite, I think that my mentality would be more of comparing it to other like shooters, right? Which okay. are very different like genres, very different styles of gameplay. I can recognize that. So um, I don't think that I, I hear a lot of people comparing the multiplayer of Halo Infinite to either Halo 3 or Halo 5. Those seem to be the two like majority camps. Uh, but I like I don't really um, I don't lie in either of them. Right. Because like when I'm coming into Halo Infinite, it's almost it's almost a first time Halo player with just a little bit of Halo background. So uh, comparing it to Reach is such a, a stretch, right? Because of the, the the movement tech is completely different. The weapon's even different because that was like the DMR start. Started mm-hmm. a little bit of that feel with the Bandit to an extent. But I mean, still, uh, as far as like investing time into it, this is the first like BR start uh, multiplayer. Um, as far as your question about like going back and playing through our older titles... Uh, I haven't, but I've definitely considered it either doing a campaign playthrough, which I have played through some of the campaigns, but I couldn't tell you which ones they are. I think I definitely played through all the Reach campaign. I think I played through the Halo campaign when Combat Evolved came out. So when it was the remastered, I'm pretty sure I did. But again, it's kind of like a a little bit PC. It was never like dedicated to Halo when those were being released. So I've definitely considered doing like a full playthrough, uh, you know, starting back from uh, the original Halo and all the way through. Uh, but I would say that the majority of the time I focus on Halo Infinite and then uh, sorry with the with the multiplayer. I mean, so I'm more good. heavily on the multiplayer side. I have done a little bit of playing of like remakes of uh, like older maps, not just talking about like Empyrean as the pit remake, but like Lockout also. Um we did a we did an infection sword base, which brought me back to my Halo oh, Reach geez. days. So I haven't gone back to the older titles per se, but I do enjoy seeing some of the remakes. Whenever a new game comes out, the Forgers are certainly to make some of those classics in Forge, and it's always cool to see some of the new tech be used. How yeah. the mechanics really influence some of the new new movement. How the abilities really change the flow of the map, but. There's a lot of good old maps that have had those Forge remakes and some that are that I'm waiting to see. There- There's one remake that I'm still waiting for, and it was my favorite map on Reach, and it was Countdown. I haven't seen a Countdown remake yet, so if any Forgers out there want to tackle Countdown, that's one I'd be looking for. I think that the infinite movement tech would be maybe make it a little bit challenging as far as playing, but like just for old time's sake, I think that's a map that I would like... For the nostalgia, I would like to see Countdown come back. I think the movement mechanics would actually make it a very interesting map because it was very vertical. So in absence of the jetpack, which you don't have in Reach anymore, you have the repulsor and the grapple shot. So that could almost like take place of some of those. That makes sense. And it could, I I could see it working out pretty well. Yeah, it it might, it might play interesting. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's one remake that I'm going to keep my eyes out for. I can't remember if I've seen it in Halo 5 or if it was at Halo Infinite Forge, but I think I've seen a rough mock-up of a countdown. Okay. But I'm not entirely 100% sure. I'll, I can look for it. I'll, I'll have to search it up. 
in the waypoint. Pins, you may know this, but there was a Forge remake map Google Doc for Halo 5. I don't know if there has been one created for Halo Infinite yet. He, he might know if there is one that exists out there. But in Halo 5, they actually had a, a list where they listed out every map from every previous Halo game, and they linked to the map if it was remade in, in file shares. And now with Halo Infinite actually having a working file share, <laughs> that yeah. would be nice to actually have compiled. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, what's your background in gaming in general? Is it something that you grew up with as a kid? Is it something that you kind of got interested in later in life? Was it a friend that introduced you, a significant other? How did your kind of introduction to gaming get started? Yeah, I'm going to kind of work my way backwards on that question sure. because I actually introduced my significant other to gaming. So, Mr. Magic has gotten <laughs> into Halo because... I was into gaming, but my story goes all the way back to like when I was a kid. I remember this is going to age me a bit. So uh, I was born in the 80s. Let me just quantify that real quick. I remember (laughs) my parents playing on an original Atari. We had an Atari in our home was the first like console that I remember. I don't remember playing on it much myself. My first like gaming memories are from uh, the NES. So the original Nintendo system was what I remember first. And then from there, it was the Nintendo 64. Uh, and then from there was going to the Xbox. But uh, I was always wanting to play video games like Super Mario Brothers. Let me add it. When it was the Nintendo 64, I played a lot of uh, Star Fox 64. We'd play some um, we'd play some Donkey Kong 64. And they actually had a multiplayer mode within Donkey Kong 64, like a split screen multiplayer. And our really? neighbors would come over and we would, me and my younger brother and our two neighbors, the four of us would play Donkey Kong 64 multiplayer. So <laughs> this actually was, uh, and I would uh, destroy them. Sorry, not sorry. But uh, that was some of my like earliest gaming memories. And then even on the original Nintendo system, if you remember Super, did you play Super Mario Brothers 3? Yeah, uh, not on the Nintendo. I did play it on, okay. well, no. So, I didn't play it on the Nintendo, but I played it on the DS. Okay. Whatever was like whatever handheld it was released on. So okay. I played it on. I played it on that. So in the original Nintendo version of Super Mario Brothers Three, if you like went into the start menu, there was a multiplayer. Technically, not technically. And I remember my sisters and I would play like freeze tag or like tag. It was like an arena, kind of like a Smash Brothers arena. It was just like one map. And we would like make up ways to play multiplayer in like the start screen of Super Mario Brothers 3. So we found ways to make games that weren't intended for multiplayer into (laughs) multiplayer because my family was incredibly competitive so uh anything from donkey kong multiplayer to to mario's multiplayer uh before even like then it it did lead into like uh, smash brothers uh after that and then obviously xbox you know and all the options there so multiplayer junkie essentially is what you started with you know what i've never (laughs) called myself that before but like if the shoe fits i I yeah yeah basically yeah. There's no shame in that. <laughs> I'll own it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And it looks like Pins did you a favor and found a countdown remake in Infinite Forge. Oh, thank you. I will. I will 
Bookmark we'll it for later. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. He's very resourceful. He's he's our, our resident, like you ask him to find something, he'll find it for you. Love it. Thank you. And you mentioned Halo Reach. Was Halo Reach your very first experience into Halo, or was that kind of the thing that really kicked you <laughs> off? I'm trying to remember. I think I had some like co-op campaign experience before that, maybe. But I don't have a lot of other Halo memories outside of like Halo Reach because, um, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. So when I was going to college, I went to a college that didn't allow video games or television. <laughs> so I would come home from like Christmas break or during the summer. And I grew up in Michigan, so we had, like, a finished basement, and I would have a TV and an Xbox, like, down in the basement. And so the the horrible thing was that I could stay up to whatever hour of night and nobody would know because I'm in the the basement of the house. The bad part was also it would get really, really cold, but you you bring enough blankets. Uh, And so I'd be down there, like, during Christmas break from college playing uh, Halo Reach SWAT until, like, all hours of the night. So uh, that was my first, like really trying to like commit to uh playing a multiplayer at one point i had a swat coach i had someone who was coaching me for like uh, swat specific strategies so i don't get that same like feeling in tactical slayer it's better now because of bandits plus vrs but Mm -hmm. there's still something about halo reach swat that was like really special to me that's cool as far as the competitiveness to halo since you're a lot more fresher and, and not tainted with some of us from like past MLG days. Uh, what do you find is the most interesting or entertaining part of the competitive scene with regards to Halo Infinite? Is it the sandbox? Is it the movement? Is it the mm. the weapon gameplay? What What, in your opinion, kind of really speaks to you as far as this is what makes Halo competitive for Infinite? interesting to me um the thing i love about halo infinite multiplayer on the competitive level is how even the playing fields can be and i have to like say the word can because i know it's not a perfect system but if you compare that to like uh, a destiny or apex legends which there's a lot of rng based off of like weapon rolls and destiny or loot drops when it comes to apex i like that when you come into halo that theoretically at least in a perfect halo world it's just a clean 4v4 the same the same weapons the same abilities available to everybody uh and that's what's really enticing to me because i think from there you can watch like how individual or team strategies develop based off of what looks to be the same identical game but it can be played in so many like variety of ways so i love the uh, the personal expression that comes from having again in a perfect world a, a level playing field yeah Halo had a foundation of that from the beginning. And of course, there's a lot of influences based on the different pieces in the sandbox, like the who gets to the weapons first, who gets to power ups and whatnot. But yeah. I still feel like Halo has stuck to that core fundamental pretty well in competitive with, with even starts. Like everyone yeah. starts on the same playing field. It's just who has that control over the map. And sometimes that RNG does bite you in the butt and you have to just roll with the punches especially with other games like you mentioned with the rng loot boxes and everything else i think that's definitely a, 
a standout factor for Halo. What other games are, are do you play other than Halo? Are you pretty much a, a Halo person through and through at this point? Um, so <laughs> I, I used to, like I said, I have over 5,000 hours in destiny. So I was a, a destiny junkie for sure. So when I switched from destiny to halo, it was like, it was like an addict making a clean cut. Like I had to, <laughs> I had to make a clean break from destiny for my own sake, because to me, destiny was like an all or nothing game. So if I was going to mm. even give another title a chance, I would have to like, be zero percent destiny right and some people would like tell me like oh just do like you know one day a week of destiny and then the rest halo or like 50 50 and i'm like i can't i cannot do it (laughs) i I physically can't if i'm gonna play destiny i'm gonna be all in on that and so uh i pretty much dove all in uh into halo infinite and uh was you know i you know been really happy with it i was playing apex legends up until this season uh and then kind of the same thing where apex was kind of always like um I used to, I used to call Apex Legends my side chick. So when I was playing another game as <laughs> my dedicated game, I'd have Apex on the side, and I wouldn't usually like stream it or make content around it. It was just like a game on the side, like for me if I wanted to to change things up. Uh, but uh, the last couple of seasons just felt um, it was difficult for me to stay in Apex. So I was for a while doing a little bit of casting with both. Halo and Apex Legends, and I actually back in December had a hate mob sent after me based off of an Apex casting event, and it was at that point I had to decide, like, am I going to commit to pursuing something in Apex because I'm not, like, backing down from a fight, but I have to recognize that if I'm going to commit to Apex, it is going to be a fight. And at that point, just the way things were going with Halo, it made more sense, like, strategically and emotionally to just double down on my Halo investment. And that was right before things with, like, status quo picked up. And so it was really, like, reaffirming that putting all my, like, resources into one title was really uh, the smart move. So uh, that's kind of my most recent, like, cutting out Apex and honestly, like, my my mental stability has been a lot better because I get to just focus on one title. If I'm gonna play something on the side though, Duststorm, just because you asked, I am a very good Sims 4 architect. I like to build houses. So okay. if I need something to like, you know, kind of like change the mood a little bit, I'll log on to Sims 4 and I'll like build a mansion or something. So if my wife ever gets back into Sims because she's talked about it, I need to hook her up with you so yeah. you can build her a house in Sims. Yeah, but I have to warn you with like Sims 4, <laughs> the base game is free now. But if you like added up all the expansion packs, we're talking thousands of dollars. So I'm just I'm just a fair warning because of how <laughs> Sims 4 has grown. It's like uh, there's a lot uh, available out there. But, uh, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd build her. I'd build her a starter home, a mansion, you know, what have you. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So I believe the status quo thing happened shortly after Worlds. Is that right? Or yeah, what, like January was the announcement. So I actually okay. met Flamesword at Worlds. So he had prior to Worlds had made a Twitter post saying, "Hey, season two, we're looking to add a community manager to status quo." And I had sent him a DM at that point, and then kind of like went silent for a little while because there's just a lot going on. Uh, so then kind of made it a point to meet in person uh, with him at Worlds, had a really good conversation, kind of gave him my uh, sales pitch a little bit. As, and yeah, then as you do. after Worlds, he, uh, you know, followed back up with me. We had a, like a sit down Discord conversation 
backlash interview, and then it was announced. Um, it was announced sh- pretty early on in January, short- shortly after the new year was announced. But things were kind of in the works since a little bit before Worlds, uh, and then like through through December through 2022. Nice. So, what is that like? Because a lot of the Halo competitive orgs, especially in I believe recent years, probably within the past. I think around Halo, later in Halo 5's competitive life cycle is really when it started to pick up, but we see a lot more of these organizations picking up some of the casual streamers. So like, SSG picked up Ubernick, for example, yeah. and now some of them are picking up community managers, like Status Quo picked up you. So what do yeah. you see the environment for these organizations expanding outside just the strict competitive players and really trying to expand content creation, community management, and really trying to build on the foundation that encompasses what I would call a little bit more of a Halo community feel instead of just a competitive org. Yeah, I think that in your question, you kind of hit on the answer is that Halo needs to have more of a uh, broader community that is partly committed to the the competitive side, but not exclusively competitive, right? Like, HCS is not going to carry all of Halo. There has to be there has to be content happening. There has to be community being built around that. And that's really like what my focus is with status quo is that, you know, we're trying to like grow a fan base, but also grow a, a community that is, we call the quo familia so that we can interact <laughs> with one another. Nice. We can support each other. And, uh, you know, it's it's in Halo right now, but there's always the possibility to extend to other titles um, like our, our most recent sponsor announcement is EVA, which is a virtual arena, uh, that's based in Texas. So that's not specifically like a halo sponsor. It's a virtual arena that is, you know, a first person shooter in the virtual arena space. So I like that what status quo is doing might be like rooted in halo. And I think it always will be, but it's not exclusively, uh, to halo. So um, with that said, a big part of my job is organizing monthly playdates. We've had two so far. Uh, Flame Sword shows up. Real Life Spartan shows up. They're always great for for content. And then we invite anyone from the community to come join. The, the last two that we've done have been in Halo Infinite custom games. And we mostly focus on a, a variety of party games. So it's not very like competitive focus at all. It's a very like entertainment, casual enjoyment, goofing off, having fun, and... Uh, that's you know, great. doing a whole whole variety of stuff. Everything from like Squid Games uh, type of matches <laughs> to like Hexagon from from Fall Guys. So just really kind of like having fun and keeping it open to to everybody. That's really cool. I like a lot of the social stuff, and we've had Real Life Spartan on twice. Yeah, uh, he loves being on the show. He loves talking about stuff outside of just the streaming. <laughs> he pro- he'll probably ask me to come on again at some point this year. But we love Real Life Spartan and everything yeah. that he's done. Yes. And a follow-up question to kind of the org stuff. Are there kind of rivalries between orgs outside of the competitive <laughs> scene? Or is it kind of just everyone like understands like, okay, there's obviously teams in Halo and everyone kind of plays together. Or, or they're kind of like subtle, like the, the high school rivalries or the college rivalries between the teams. Like there's a little kind of back and forth <laughs> banter. Like, does that are exist asking, at all? Are you asking because you don't know, or you're asking because you do know and you want to hear it from me? I'm honestly asking because I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Because there has been some 
fairly recent um, Twitter drama, primarily oh. uh, between Flame Sword and uh, Spartan with the with Sentinels. So there's been a little bit of back and forth between those. So I don't know if it's is growing into a rivalry or with the intention of it. As far as it goes with like the the competitive team, like the status quo HCS team, I really kind of keep a layer of distance from that intentionally because of my casting. I don't want it to be a conflict of interest. Also, at some point, it doesn't really add to have like more voices. Uh, so I really keep my focus on like the Discord community, the play dates, and a little bit more of the social aspect. But there's definitely potential for a rivalry uh, <laughs> building up there. There's definitely, and I think that like even outside of like status quo in in esports in general, you definitely see those rivalries happening. One of my favorite matchups to cast was uh, a, a series that went to the full game five that was between Rebellion and Sentinel. So you had the Ryan New versus Spartan storyline going on, and you know it just kind of all adds to again those overarching stories. And then obviously now we see optic phase as a very significant, you know, the top rivalry. And I don't think anybody could deny that that is a head to head clash of Titans there at the top of the competitive scene. So definitely rivalries uh, happening, you know, from top to bottom in inside of uh, the competitive scene. Yeah. Okay. That that's fair. I heard like spittings of the flame sword Spartan thing, but (laughs) I, I didn't really know much about like, it. I didn't look I into it. I don't know it. if he's asking for this or I'm just, there you no, go. No, just more the, <clears throat> like, obviously there's, there's clashes sometimes and sometimes you just look at it or sometimes for folks that aren't huge in the competitive scene, like yeah. we're not HCS pro talk here, obviously, but <laughs> for, for, the, for those that aren't quite in the day to day competitive scene, we look at some of those like, okay, that just seems a little silly, but okay. It, there's some right? drama there, which Halo community's not foreign to drama. Um. No, the only rivalry I have is if, with Tony because he's just so good at casting. You know, it's a it's a rivalry. If if this gets back to him, which it better not, but if it, it's a rivalry <laughs> bred out of just incredible respect for for what he's doing and yeah. uh, you know how he presents himself and he uh, casts his so much or, or yeah. streams so much. Yeah, incredible. Like I, whenever I'm on. Like, I'll usually have some Twitch stream on the background while I'm working just to, like, okay, whoever I'm following, let me just give them an extra viewer while I'm kind of doing my thing. you're one of the good ones. You're one of the good ones. I try. Uh, <laughs> and there's a few people where it's like, okay, I will open up extra tabs specifically so this person has an extra viewer. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, but, okay, I, this was way back, so before I was in, um, like, before I joined Halo Infinite, I used to be the partnership manager for for advanced gg so when i was with advanced gg i would open up my partner's tabs right the kind of what you're saying like to give them an extra viewer to give them support whenever i was like working at my computer i'd throw up a few tabs but i heard then and i don't know if this is true that you can only max out with three tabs and beyond that it doesn't count as a viewer anymore i don't know if that's grounded or not but that was what like i was specifically told so I guess I the habit is carried over. Like if I'm sitting on my computer, I'll pull up three Halo streams just to, you know, have them tabbed up while I'm working on like graphics, merch, whatever. I know there was a thing where if you had the stream muted, it wouldn't count as a viewer and Twitch right. turned right. that over. So now you can have it muted and it still counts as a viewer. Okay. Okay. So I know that I don't know changed. if there's a I don't know if there's a tab or channel limit. So that's what I had been told, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I We'll have to look that up. I actually don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
I think at most I usually here's, here's have what this. I'll, do. I'll tab up ten streams, go to every streamer, and ask them, "Am I appearing on your viewer list?" Until <laughs> <laughs> well, I find out. Sometimes I think you'll show up on the viewer list, but it won't actually count to the viewer count. It's like so, I don't so get how thing. Twitch does that because, like right now, if you were to pull up our our viewer list, you'll see an additional seven or eight names of yeah. people that are just sitting there. Like, do they just have the tab open and they're not there? And some of them are obviously bots or whatever accounts they are but there are other names in there like commander root is i know another person that has yeah. actually interacted with us before but his name's always in our yeah. list so i was like his name is always in my list too he's everywhere maybe that's a bot then i thought i've seen him interact with us before but maybe maybe not i don't know the mysteries of twitch right let's go check the source code that was leaked a year ago <laughs> oh, i remember that yeah. yeah um who knows but anyways, uh, getting back to the events type stuff, you mentioned that you do a lot with the, uh, you're part of LVT Halo, uh, you host events for status quo, you also do the Lady Spartan series, which is pretty recent, within the past year or so, I think yeah. it's when it kind of kicked yeah. off about that, so uh, we'd love to hear about all of those, so start with whatever one you want. <laughs> Uh, sure. So I guess like with LVT Halo, you know, upcoming, uh, this, uh, 2023 has been a, a huge year for us. So at Charlotte, we had a land showing at least where, uh, we had an Airbnb across the street from the convention where we operated our broadcast from. So we were like the, uh, nice. unofficial B stream. So they did, HCS did let us have access to the, the B and C streams that didn't have casters on them. Uh, cause they kind of like consolidated, I guess their, their talent roster. Um, so even though we weren't officially in the venue or officially named by HCS, they were still like giving us that support to let us have those, uh, game nice. to work off of. So those were some long days. And, uh, you know, I took a few behind the scenes videos because people couldn't believe we were operating outside out of a living room in an Airbnb for that whole production, which was pretty incredible. Uh, so that was, that was really great. And then since then, like the online events have really been uh, you know, popping off with LVT Halo, um, you know, most notably was the 4K and we're getting back into the next 4K this Sunday is the qualifiers. And then next weekend is going to be the pool play and then the championship bracket. So the 4K is really the LAN uh, environment in an online uh, medium. So it's very much the same format as what they have for like a LAN tournament, open bracket, feeding into pool play, feeding mm -hmm. into the championship bracket. And uh, with more points on the line, especially with how they change things with HCS Season 2, with these 4Ks, we see everybody. Optic showed up, Face showed up, etc. So we get the best of the best on the LVT Halo broadcast. So, nice. uh, yeah, that's kind of what's happening uh, on that side of things. And the, the 4K stuff that's happening now, is, is LVT involved with that? Yeah, so LVT Halo, uh, we broadcast all the online events. So HCS is just like... Here you go. So last year was a little bit hit or miss where some they would cover, some we would cover. Um, we were doing, you know, all the open series and pro series stuff. But mm -hmm. when it came to some of the bigger tournaments, uh, HCS would do broadcasts. But this year for all online, online events, um, LVT Halo is the place for coverage. So nice. the 4K is exclusively on LVT Halo. I feel like it was Worlds for the first season that really kind of was that litmus test of, okay, will this work? And yeah. the feeling that I get was, okay, everything's kind of laid out now as far as these, these are definitely the steps that we were going. It felt first season felt a little 
rough patchy, which it's the first season of a new game that's, that's bound to happen. Sure. But everything else that has come out for season two, aside from everything being in freaking Dallas this year, <laughs> um, seems to be a little bit more kind of keyed in place with everything going on. Yeah, I mean, at least now we have the full, like, roadmap, right? Because, like, that was, you know, last season was, like, you know, event to event, like, what's happening, where is it going and stuff. And then early this season, or especially during the off season and even the early stages of this season, you know, things were a little bit, like, uh, tenuous, like, waiting for that full announcement. But now that we have the roadmap and the calendar to work off of, there's a lot more, like, structure, which I think was very needed. So even though this is, like, the, the largest gap is is right here, right, between Charlotte and between uh, the DreamHack Dallas yep. Invitational is the, the largest gap. But even throughout that period, it's a very consistent online uh, weekends. Nearly every weekend, there's something going on. So whether it's the Open Series, like, Sunday through Thursday, or in this case, the 4K, which is one Sunday leading into a Saturday-Sunday um there is a lot of online happening. So at least in that sense, there is some good continuity. Uh, I personally very ready to get back on land. I just bought my DreamHack Dallas ticket last week. And like, there's just something about a land environment that even though like the 4K gets close, it's still not the same as like being with the community yeah. in person. There, there is nothing like, and every time I go to an event, it's just the atmosphere is, is great, but there's nothing like yeah. playing Halo in person with with someone there, you can literally stand up and talk smack to one another across the room, <laughs> and it's See, I don't a whole play different. Feeling. When I go to the events, so I mean, maybe I don't we'll either. Sit down but... for a one v one, and then you can talk smack at me across the table. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't do well in a one v one at any of those events. I'm not I'm not that good at Halo. Oh, <laughs> I like to play to try to be better, but I'm not. I'm just not that good at Halo. <laughs> That's why I do have a podcast and I talk about it because. You know what? That's that's totally fair. That's I play totally to my fair. strengths. And my like strengths it. is talking about it and interviewing people. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you know what? We'll take off the 1v1 and we'll just talk about Halo because, uh, you know, I'm a caster. You're a podcaster. We both like to talk. It's great. It works. It works out. We'll, we'll, we'll find somebody to do what if It could just be a fun 1v1 and we'll, and we'll talk about it and, and make something out of it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I like this. I like this idea. Have you seen the Super Mario Brothers movie yet or seen some of the yes. leading up promotional stuff? Uh, yes and yes. We took our, our kids. It was their first time at the movie theater. Our kids are five and four. And um, yeah, it was their first experience with the theater. My four-year-old daughter was just like living her life. We were at this theater that has like reclining seats now, which I didn't even know was a thing. A lot of and them so are that way. So she's in this giant recliner with like a tray table and her popcorn and her candy. And she's just like leaned back and just like living her best life. And I'm like, where was this when I was a kid? So uh, no, the kids had a great time with the, with the Mario Brothers movie. That was definitely a COVID thing. At least around Listen, here, yeah, where yeah. a lot of theaters switched out for the recliner and started bumping up the ticket prices and whatnot. Yeah, but the reason I brought up the Super Mario Bros. movie was there was a promotional thing that Jack Septicide did with some of the the cast, and they actually played oh, Mario Kart. And of course, Jack Septicide, being a natural gamer, was completely creaming everyone else. But all the other folks that were on there, so <laughs> Jack Black and Peel, were, were basically just <laughs> we're trying to play, but more just talking. So we could just That's so do something funny. like that. It was like, okay, yeah, we're playing, we're having fun, but we're we're 
mainly focusing on talking. <laughs> Honestly, that would be that would be some kind of content. That would be really fun. Yeah, you just ask questions back and forth. It's like, okay, you're playing Halo, so intercut some of the cool clips with Halo, but mostly focus on us talking about Halo or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I, I like this. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Charlotte, you know what I'm about to ask? No. No? I have no idea. <laughs> Mom, I'm on TV! <laughs> Oh, yes, I did get to be on TV. That was pretty cool. But I think that, like, Mikowski's TV um, news was showing was really took the cake there. That was fun. <laughs> actually, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw this on Twitter or on the LVT stream, but I actually have a trophy for Mikowski. That's the uh, the skirt skirt award. I just have it. I have to wait until Dream McDowell to actually give it to him. Uh, but yes, he he was on TV. So. What happened was we were going from the convention to the Airbnb to get ready for the next LVT Halo broadcast. And the news guy actually stopped me first and said, hey, uh, we'd like to, you know, did you see the event? Did you, were you uh, aware of what happened last night? And I was like, well, I was aware, but I didn't actually see it because I'm staying on the other side of town. And then they bumped to Mikowski instead because he had actually like witnessed it from his hotel room so i actually met i got passed over for an interview <laughs> for mikowski to get his uh skirt skirt uh, on the news and then um like two days later it was monday and i had a really late flight and i was just kind of wandering in charlotte for like burning some time that afternoon because you know i had to get out of my airbnb but i was too early to go to the airport so as i was just walking around past that intersection to go to the bus stop uh, i saw a news truck and i was like I can't let Mikowski win. I can't. I can't. So I walked up to the cameraman and just said, hey, are you looking for interviews? And he's like, well, I don't know. Did did you witness what happened? I was like, no. And I, I was I was really honest with the cameraman. I was like, I'll be honest. I was on the other side of town, but all my friends were talking about the incident the whole weekend. And I feel a little left out. So I'd like to have a chance to talk about it. So he goes, he gets the reporter. I meet the reporter and they interview me and I'm on the news, too. So, ah. <laughs> There you go. You can't let your duo one up you. You know what I mean? Like you just can't. Not not when opportunity strikes. Yeah, and you're given the second chance. So there you go. You yep. seize the day. I did. I did. Just wait until the next one, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Both of us got our plug in for HCS Charlotte. So I'm very I'm very proud. We're representing the Halo community wherever we go. Yeah. Even on the news in a completely different state. So um. No, that was really, that was quite the experience. I it, I was, I'll be honest, like, I wasn't that excited about how I did on the interview, but it took all of my courage, right? This was at the end of a very packed weekend. It took all of my gumption just to, like, ask for the interview, and so I didn't have much confidence, actually, for <laughs> the interview itself. I was pretty spent at that point, but, uh, you know what, I, you know, I, I, I seized the day. I was on the news, and it was a lot of fun. It came across well, and I've, I've only That's seen good. your interview. I haven't even seen the other one yet, so. What? Okay, well, so his is his is pretty uh, epic. I'll need to go find that one and, he, and he watch that. He did the that. skirt, skirt first, and then I capture, I stole it from him as, as again, out of respect. I, I did hear about <laughs> that. Yeah, imitation is the purest <laughs> form of flattery, as they say. So it's true. It's very true. So tell us about the Lady Spartan series. How did that get started? What's involved yeah. with with that going on? It's been a pretty big staple, and HCS has been promoting it. So incredible. What's the, what's the deal? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like it blew up so much faster than I would have anticipated because it just started with um, RDS Legend, if you're familiar. He came to be in like January, February, pre-Charlotte was like, 
magic. We need to get something together for the ladies because they just don't have anything to compete in right now. And if we're looking back to last year, there were multiple organizations that were running women's tournaments in Halo. Uh, CGL was where I actually met Brandon, uh, Louis V. Titan, was the, the Kunoichi event, which is um, a subsection of, of Console Gaming League. Um, so they did a tournament last year at about this time, uh, and that's how I met um, LVT. And then we also had, like, Padia, who now is one of our sponsors, but they were running their own tournament series through um, Xbox. And then we also had the Lady Spartan Pro Series, which was under UMG Gaming. So, like, we had all of these different organizations and and sponsors that were supporting the women's Halo community. And then you fast forward a year later to 2023, and it's just, there's... Like they don't, they don't exist anymore. Like where, where are they? Where'd they go? Hmm. So Arius Legend was really the one to start up that conversation. And from there I emailed uh, Padia because I had casted their events with them last year and had a pretty good relationship. They're a woman led company. Um, and obviously they want to support women across multiple titles, which is great. And I just asked them if they had plans to do more for Halo this year. And they said, no, but we have a tournament organizer program. If you want to run your own. Uh, and so I met with them, and they're the the sponsor for uh, this uh, tournament series, which is really cool. So kind of like taking <laughs> taking lemons and turning it into lemonade, right? Like if this is the hand you're dealt, like how can we play it? How can we make this work? Uh, so it really was that conversation with Artie's Legend that started it, and then it was reaching out to Padia, and then just kind of trying to piece it together. Uh, Women of Halo are the other sponsor for the the tournament. Um, we have an active Discord, obviously, for the Women of Halo that we are operating out of, and they also contributed to the prize pool. So we had three weeks of qualifiers, and it's all building up to this Saturday, April 15th, is the finale. Uh, it's going to start at 5 p.m. Eastern, and uh, HCS tweeting us out honestly caught me completely off guard. Very, very cool of them uh, to give us that recognition and that support, you know, all the way up to, to HCS. And uh, they're even providing us with drops for the finale. So I think it's going to be a really, a really cool tournament. That's great. Yeah. Um, any popular names or recognizable names that folks might be aware of that might be per- yeah. participating? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's like a uh, Queen X3, right? Uh, MLG Queen on Twitter. She's leading a team with Divine Damsel, Ideas, Cranberry. Uh, we have Janelle competing. Uh, we have Veronica is in the mix. I mean, I could go on and on because we've had, I believe, around 80 different uh, women competing in this tournament series. So the response nice. from the community and from like HCS has been incredible, but even more important to me personally is this response from, from the ladies themselves, like wanting to play, wanting to compete uh, and wanting to turn up. So, I mean, there's, there's a ton of great names. Uh, we want to see more like orgs getting involved too. darkest hour, just signed a women's team. So they're called darkest hour pink. And I'm very excited to see, you know, some orgs starting to get involved uh, in this scene as well. So um, yeah, I post the roster every week. Uh, on or the rosters rather up on the Twitter. So if you want to take a look and see if there's a player or a team that you want to cheer for, uh, I'll be posting that full list on Twitter. Very good. I think I recognized one of those names. <laughs> Excellent. But <clears throat> always the starting point. Starting point. So I have to yep. tune in tomorrow. And is that on? Uh, is there a specific Twitch channel for? the lady spartan series or is it being like hosted out it's on, it's on my channel okay so yeah yep yeah. so i have uh like a team obviously Arius legend is like the head mod and he does a lot of the admin work 
Uh, Darth Honor and Grace Face both help with casting as well as the admin work behind the scenes. And then uh, Nighty's hopped on as Observer, who is the best Observer in the game. So that's honestly, that's our crew uh, to run these events. But for now, we run it, at least for now, we run them off of uh, my channel. Very nice. Well, we will definitely be tweeting that out and retweeting over the weekend because that sounds really cool and always like to see it's not necessarily underdog, but like efforts like this that really haven't had a solid foundation or at least something for a while really come up. So really, really cool to see this and really happy to see what you guys have been pulling together and really supporting a part of the community that sometimes unfortunately gets neglected. (laughs) Yeah. That's really what it was born out of. Just like you see, you see that need and then like, what can you do to like fill it? So I, I have a background. I used to be an athletic director. So organizing like tournaments and competitions in a more like conventional format was very familiar to me. And then um, trying to like translate those skills over into esports has been a really fun challenge. I've actually hosted like dozens of tournaments. This is just my first series in Halo Infinite. So I did Destiny tournaments, which believe it or not, did exist. Uh, I did some Apex tournaments, Fortnite, etc. But this is my first time running something like this in Halo Infinite. So it's been a a very fun challenge. And I'm really, really grateful uh, to have a good crew to work with. That's cool. Happy to hear that and <clears throat> wish that this continues to grow and become a bigger thing because this is this is really cool and especially that you're getting the ACS shout outs for it and the yeah. drops for it. Hope this becomes a, a staple for for years to come. So really happy for for what you're doing and can't wait to see how it goes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, as far as outside of Halo, because yeah. yes, there is a world outside of Halo and gaming. Wait, hold on. What? Really? <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> right? Oh, there's 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 sun. There's grass. What? The graphics are amazing, but the storyline <laughs> is terrible. I'm just kidding. <laughs> have to eat and sleep. I have to worry about my my Honestly, hit points and. <laughs> I just want a health bar. It would be so much easier than dealing with insurance. <laughs> There's got to be a, some kind of ad reel that you could run off of that kind of thing. It's like, don't worry about real life. Play video games as a dad. <laughs> or something like that. Right. That's right. Interests outside of gaming? Anything that that you do? Like, any you like read? Do you watch movies? Do you, like you mentioned, athletics director? So are you involved yeah. with sports at all? What's, what's life outside of Halo? I don't do anything in conventional sports anymore that's a whole that's a whole nother story we might need another podcast <laughs> okay. episode we'll, to we'll, dive we'll, into we'll that, sidebar right? that one for later childhood trauma <laughs> oh, and like no. you know discover self-discovery there's a whole story there but uh for now my interests really are uh, i do i do weightlifting that's been kind of a new thing i've added on so i guess that's kind of along the lines of like a sports in, in a sense um so i've been doing that for like six months now so that's been a really fun hobby to pick up and for me, it's been really helpful to like, you know, because when you, when you're casting or streaming, right, you're you're on camera and like you're you're vulnerable, right? Because you're trying to be like your true self, or at least I always am trying to like bring authenticity to the camera to the microphone, right? And so if I don't have like the self confidence first, it's really easy for like hurtful comments and mean remarks to like throw me off of my game, so to speak. So adding in. Uh, like a gym routine has been like incredibly, incredibly helpful to me, like mentally, emotionally, et cetera. Even though it's something outside of gaming, I feel like the two tie into each other really well. 
Uh, and then I'm also a full-time stay-at-home mom. I have the the two kids I mentioned, five and four. So I homeschool them. I raise them uh, full-time. And um, yeah, we have, we got two dogs. We got two cats. So pretty much half of a zoo over here. And then the rest of the time is honestly Halo stuff. So uh, multitasking. We also volunteer at our church. So I'm uh, an online host at our church. So I, it's a good nice. translation of kind of my experience with like Twitch streaming, et cetera, to be able to host uh, the, the services online. So I interact with the, the online broadcasts um, uh, for our church. And uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. Very nice. Was your church a church that was live streaming before COVID or after COVID? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Oh, I think before, well, we didn't join this church until after COVID. So okay. I actually don't know that. Yeah, we actually moved to the church because, um, yeah, we moved to the church after COVID had already like been around for like a year. So I don't know. Okay. Cause I know for ours, we, like we were streaming well before then, but I know like <clears throat> our, my wife's parents' church, they weren't streaming and then they started live streaming with COVID and everything. Right. So right. It's, that, it's interesting and I know not everyone probably listening to this is religious, but it's interesting to see like how some of that really relates. And like my main job is an IT position. And then I, during COVID, I took a part time with my church because the IT director left. So now I do IT for our church. So it's, well, so the church we were at when COVID hit, they started doing like online broadcasts and I offered, it was a small church we were in at the time. And I offered to the pastor to like help them, optimize their like live stream i was like hey i'm you know this is what i do like this is what i have been doing for several years like do you want me to come and help with like your audio video setup and and like how to broadcast and stuff and they just said like no like they weren't they weren't (laughs) interested so i was like okay that's fine like i'm just trying to to help and stuff but um that's not why we left that church and went to a different church it's just uh the the church we moved to that we're at now and very happy with um, just had a much more full like program for like families. So obviously cool. look it out for our kids too. Yeah. would love to talk to you more about that off podcast <laughs> for sure. A sure. couple quick fire questions as we're okay. getting to the hour, which I try I to drink some water. Try to keep interviews down to an hour if we can. Favorite Halo Pro that you would like to meet? Oh, that's so hard because I've met a lot of my favorites. Like I would have said, Walshy, what's, your, what's your favorite Halo weapon? I already met Walshy. <laughs> Say, wait, go back. We'll start with an easy one. What's your favorite Halo weapon? Oh, my favorite Halo weapon. Oh, the sniper. Okay. Yes. There you go. Okay. Wait, can so, I say the repulsor? Can I say the repulsor, even though it's not technically a weapon? We'll, we'll throw that in the favorite equipment. Sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Favorite sandbox item. <laughs> Okay, the repulsor. Yeah, there easy. Because you, you can make pancakes. And I'm obsessed with breakfast food. And it's 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 an amazing metal. You, you finally it's hard brought to it achieve. back around it's to breakfast food. It's named after breakfast food. It's, <laughs> it's everything. It's everything. We finally came back around to breakfast food, everybody. I was going to find a way. I was going to find a way. <laughs> Only if we had that on the bingo cart. Breakfast. <laughs> Thanks for the layup, though. That was very nice. There you go. So, yeah. The Halo Pro. So, you said you met Walshy. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably my he's probably my favorite in Halo he, Pro. Like he's, he's just so down to earth. He's so invested in the community. And uh the thing about Walshy that like I really appreciate is that like when everybody else has, has gone for the night, he'll still be walking around like the open bracket when it's like eleven o'clock at night and it's only like the diehard fans and Walshy will will be there checking in on the open bracket team. So 
Yeah, well, she's my favorite. Well, she's a I really have cool already guy. met him, so <laughs> that that's that's fair. I while she's one of those casters, like I love how he. I know this is supposed to be quick fire, but real quick, I love how he <laughs> breaks down the gameplay, especially yeah. for people that might be new to HCS or new to competitive Halo. Really breaking down strategy and how things work within the sandbox. Yeah, and I love his casting style, and I also Ooh. love the complete wildness and craziness that is the rivalry between Walshy and Golden Boy. <laughs> yes, on so and fun. off camera, big team battle bands. I, I love them. I love them both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Golden Boy and I are, are like buds when we're around together, and, <laughs> and I respect Walshy uh, so much. First time I met him was in MLG Dallas 2009. Wow. So yeah, my two wow. my two favorite casters followed closely by by Bravo. Excellent, I love it. I'm gonna break into your top three someday. That's, that's my new goal. You're, you're getting there. List. Okay, I mean okay. you're already up there as far as like one of my favorite Halo <laughs> Halo streamers. You, there's oh okay. There, there's a Sweet. there's a few up there. there Savage yeah. Giggles is up there just because she's a personal friend of mine. So she's hilarious. She's so funny. That'll be one. That'll be a hard one to top. It. It's okay. Uh, no competition. She's amazing. Okay, I did think of a Halo Pro that I haven't met that I want to. Okay, go for uh, it. And it's it's probably an obvious one, but it's Lucid. Uh, not just because he was the MVP, but he actually raided our Lady Spartans tournament on uh, this last qualifier. So I'd love to be able to meet him in person and like offer him a personal thank you for that because that was pretty huge. Very good. Real real chill dude. I've I've met yeah. him a couple of times, and he seems to be really helpful with especially the the videos that he did with Halo Five with some of the helpful tip stuff that he did so yeah seems like a really cool guy uh favorite breakfast food all of them <laughs> um if you had to pick one you're on a deserted island which one would you pick omelets 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 give you all the variety right yeah i, I see what you did there i i, I see how you kind of <laughs> twisted that back on me <laughs> maybe it was a loophole but i mean you know I mean, I technically I let it be there, so it yeah, it makes it makes sense. Yeah, I don't think this is quite a relevant question because it hasn't sound like you played all the Halos yet. But favorite Halo, Halo Infinite is my favorite Halo, and this is my favorite shop on the <laughs> Citadels. At least we've got that <laughs> reference. Hayden with a raid of three. Thank you, bud. Hope your stream went well. Hope everything's good over on on your neck of the woods. Favorite Halo personality. Could be a streamer, could be a YouTuber, could be a forger. Uh, I'm gonna be, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be loyal. I'm gonna say Old Man Mikowski is my favorite Halo personality. Even if he wasn't, even if I wasn't working with him as a duo, I would just want to listen to anything like that he's a part of. If he's on a podcast, I'd want to listen to it. If he's doing a cast, like uh, he was recently featured with Tools in the Quadrant documentary series, and that just made my day. So, gotta go with Mikowski. Very good. Uh, I think that's that's good for for our first time on the the show. That's <laughs> you packed a lot in just Yay! an hour, so it's it, fun. It's been such a pleasure having you on. It was fantastic to actually meet with you in Worlds and get to talk chat with you a little bit and love everything that you're doing. Um, would love to see how the year goes and maybe have you back on again at some point and. Go ahead and plug all your stuff. Where are you at? Socials, streams, yeah. all that fun stuff. 
Yeah, Magic Moonshot, M-A-G-I-C-K, on both uh, Twitter and Twitch. Right now I stream Mondays through Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Very late because, again, I got to make sure the kids go down to bed first. Uh, And then I also do often Sunday night watch parties. So if we're doing like an HCS broadcast, like for this 4K up and coming, I usually cast the earlier shift. I take a break to go get some food for like an hour, and then I come back and do like a watch party uh, and just add like a little bit more of that. Again, the casual community feel um layered on top of the competitive gameplay um and then i'm very active on twitter you can find most of my stuff there um also magic moonshot on instagram and tiktok very nice do you want to plug any of the other lvt status quo stuff yeah i mean this i mean just this weekend uh saturday 5 p.m eastern is the finale of the lady spartans that's going to be on on my channel uh, although there's a whole team backing it and then lvt halo will be back on sunday 12 p.m. Eastern is the kickoff of the 4K qualifiers. Very nice. Any final things you want to bring up for our audience or anything? Uh, no, I mean, thanks so much for having me. If you like retro Star Wars, sarcastic humor, breakfast food, and the color purple, I'm sure we could be great friends. That, uh, that was another kind of favor of mine was you can tell with the purple everywhere <laughs> back here. It's like, okay, purple and breakfast and a fellow Christian, I think we'll get along great. I know. We had so much more we could have talked about, but we just covered Halo today. Yeah. Halo today, we'll talk about something else in the future. <laughs> next, next. Well, thank you so much. This was a great pleasure and honor. Uh, so excited again to see everything that you're doing in the Halo space with the ladies events, with LVT, Stas Quo. You, you are just killing it out there. You, it, It's almost incomprehensible everything that you're doing and definitely wish you the best um throughout i guess we'll call it your halo career at this point <laughs> thank you hopefully you'll hopefully, stay with hopefully. us i know you started with destiny and apex but hopefully you'll stay with us i've had people say why don't you go to x title and i i've told multiple people i'm committed to halo you know i feel like this is i feel like this is home well i'm definitely happy that you're here uh, hopefully the rest of the community will welcome you with open arms if they haven't already. And thank you again so much for, for being on tonight. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtacular.com, and join the community on Discord at podtacular.com slash discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Fraggin' Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks.